0: Communication agility is the most necessary soft skill that you can learn to level up your fitness business. So what do I mean by communication agility? Communication agility is almost like verbal judo, and it's knowing when to push and when to pull and when to be fluid in the style of communication that you're using based on where the other person is in their emotional state or in their journey learning about your business. So, I'm going to specifically talk today about the communication agility needed when you're differentiating between marketing language and sales language. And just to use those terms in a really broad manner, when I talk about marketing language, I really mean the language that is used before they are a client of yours or before they have signed up for whatever specific thing you're trying to sell. What I mean by that is, marketing language is still In play during parts of their journey with you as a client. Maybe there's a new program that you're launching. Maybe there's a referral program that you're running where you're trying to market the need for a referral. So it's a little bit nuanced when I talk about sales and marketing language, but I think as I go through, you're going to have a better understanding. Sales language is going to be in the one-on-one communication when you're selling them on what they need to believe in themselves to sign up. And make no mistake about it. Every conversation is a sales conversation because you're either selling them on you being the uh, solution to their problem or you're selling them on them having the confidence in themselves to take part in it. So I'm going to give you very specific and tactical language tricks that you can use in either marketing language and sales language. And you have to use that verbal judo to know when to adjust the approach that you take in communication. So first, let's talk about marketing language. So when you're marketing, you're typically speaking to people outside of in-person communication. So think about the state of mind that they're in. People are scrolling social media, they're reading their email, maybe they come across a video of yours or a billboard. They are usually in a safe space where they feel in total control over their behavior. So they have this feeling of autonomy, which is very empowering. So in that state, In that marketing state, they are very receptive to more clear and concise and concrete messaging. So you want to capitalize on that by making your messaging very clear, compelling, and convincing. So you can be more aggressive in marketing language because they're in a more receptive state. It doesn't feel like they're having somebody jam it down their throat because they are the one choosing to read it. This is a really important concept and why you can get away with and you should get away with more aggressive and more assertive language in your marketing. Because the truth is, especially in the fitness industry, there are snake oil salesmen out there that will sell any kind of magic pill that they feel like is going to take money out of people's pockets. And if you're not willing to play that game even a little bit, you're going to get left behind because if you're not willing to make the aggressive claim or speak in really clear and concrete language. Somebody else will, and they're going to earn the business and they're not going to do as well of a job as you will. And you know that. And the personal trainer graveyard is filled with trainers that can't get out of their own way and play the marketing messaging game. So in your marketing messaging, you have one goal. And that one goal is authority. And that authority in you have the solution to their problem and that you are the only person that can help them solve their problem. So how do you establish that authority? So I'm going to give you three tips for establishing authority in your messaging. So the first one is avoid any wishy-washy language, right? You want to speak in incredibly concise and concrete terms. So you want to say you will lose 10 pounds joining our program, period. End of statement. You don't want to use more nuanced and wishy-washy language like, well, it depends how hard you work or what you do outside the gym. Don't be afraid to be more aggressive in your statements because there are other people out there that are selling snake oil that are making those statements and you have to compete with them. So you want to avoid any wishy-washy language. And I'm going to come back to that in a little bit. Number two, speak incredibly confidently. If you follow this program, you will lose weight. If you join this program, you will hit a PR within three weeks. That confidence is going to equate to people feeling, well, if he's that confident, he must be true. If he's speaking that confidently, he must be saying something that's true because he probably wouldn't speak that confidently if he wasn't really sure of it. And that's how you can use speaking with certainty and speaking with confidence to establish that authority. So the last way that you can establish authority, and this is something that taps into something deeper in psychology, is using things like alliteration. So when you're naming your products or when you're promoting a product, it should sound like it rolls right off the tongue and it is really easy to mentally digest. Because when something is really easy to mentally digest for an individual, they conflate the ease of understanding with the ease of doing business with, and the ease of work. It's this amazing thing where the brain processes, well, that was really easy to understand, so it must be really easy to do, or the result must be really easy to get. So using alliteration is really compelling in a way to make it roll off the tongue and make it sound really easy to understand. So alliteration is where you take multiple letters of a name or title and the first letter should be all the same or at least sound the same. So the super sexy summer slim down challenge works that understanding of alliteration. It sounds really good, it rolls off the tongue and people are gonna absorb it and digest it in a way that conflates that to easy to work with and easy to get results. So not being afraid to, even if it's a little cheesy, using those tools of alliteration and you know speaking and writing poetically, to market your message. So if you can speak incredibly concretely, concisely, consistently and confidently in your marketing messaging, you will get clicks and you will beat the competitors to get people in the door. Now, now, once you get people quote unquote in the door, because again, a lot of these people may already be customers that you're trying to get to sign up for a new program or a new challenge. Now we wanna switch into sales language and sales messaging. Now, what's the difference between sales messaging, where marketing messaging, the goal is to build authority. Sales messaging, your goal is to make them the authority and build them up to be bigger because you are essentially selling them on their confidence in themselves to achieve the result. They've already determined by coming through the door that you have the solution to their problem. But now that you're face to face, you're triggering sales resistance because people are when you're face to face, there is a confrontational feel and people are going to look for any reason to not sign up with you because maybe they feel fear. Maybe they feel like they're being pushed or that autonomy of decision making is stripped because now they're not in the safety of their home scrolling their social media feed, but they're face to face with a quote unquote salesman. So, Now you need to change and use that verbal judo to, instead of push with aggressive messaging, pull what they want and make the decision theirs to make. So the first way that you can do this is by being purposely vague in your language. And this is actually a tip from my hypnotherapy training is because everybody has a story in their head or an image in their head of the solution to their problem. And they have very specific words and language and very, very specific nuances that unless you know them, you don't even want to take a stab at guessing what they are. So by being purposely vague, you abstract your language enough so that it fits into any story that they may have. So let me explain that a little bit further. So if a client comes in, they typically are not giving you all of the information. Because again, there's sales resistance. They have somewhat of a defense mechanism up. So in their head, they know they want to lose weight, not fat. They want to lose weight because that's what they know. And their knees are killing them. So when you're in a sales you know, conversation and you are trying to sell them on this program, and you're saying, hey, this program is going to be amazing. We're going to do incredibly high intensity workouts and you're going to melt fat off of your body internally, you just showed them a picture that doesn't align with theirs because they want to see weight, not fat, go down. And they're worried about their knees. And you just told them they're going to lose fat, which they don't really understand what that means. And high intensity sounds like high impact and their knees are going to kill them. So you just painted a very clear picture when you should have been vague and say, hey, listen, so You just painted a really clear picture that didn't align with theirs. And there's going to be a little resistance there. So how can you be vague in your approach and your language? So you should change it to, well, listen, we find that most people joining our program, we can solve most of their fitness problems. So why don't you tell me a little more about yours? So instead of saying, I'm going to help you lose fat in the sales conversation, or you're going to lose 10 pounds, I'm saying, we can help you solve most of your problems. And that's how you be purposely vague so that their specific picture fits into the language that I'm giving. So remaining purposely vague long enough until you do know exactly the language and the words that they're using so that you can start to sprinkle it in. So next is where in marketing, you wanna be very concise and very confident and clear. In sales, you wanna be a little more wordy and a little more careful and soft in your approach. And there's an incredibly powerful language pattern that I'm going to teach you right now that all of the top therapists and psychologists use to help get transformations out of their patients. And it's called the illicit provide illicit language pattern. And it's developed from motivational interviewing, which I'm certified in. And the idea here is that you want to drip out information and bring them along as you give it. So the worst thing you can do with sales is to just vomit information at people and tell them, well, you're going to come in, you're going to lose this much weight, and you're going to do this, and this is what the workout's going to be like, and blah, 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 right? That's just going to trigger sales resistance. Elicit provide illicit is the framework of ask permission to sell or to give information, provide the information, and then ask if they're following or ask if they have questions. So it sounds like this. Well, it sounds like this may help solve your problems. Do you mind if I tell you a little bit about our program? That's eliciting permission. They say yes. So now you've psychologically reduced their barrier or their defense mechanisms because they have given you permission. And you just say, well, listen, most people do our personal training program two days a week. Does that sound reasonable for you? So you dripped out a tiny bit of information and now you're asking if they're following, right? I didn't give a two days a week personal training, meal prepping body composition scans, accountability, all this. That's way too much. So you're going to say, do you mind if I tell you about our program? Most people do about two days a week personal training. Is that reasonable for you? And they say, yeah, that sounds super reasonable. Great. And we do a little bit of meal prepping. So we show you how to meal prep and exactly what you should be eating. Is that something that you're looking for? So again, you're acknowledging, you elicit permission to sell, give information, and you're asked they're following along. That language pattern. Is going to be a lot more drawn out than your marketing language which is all about features and benefit dumping you want to load the value into your marketing messaging in sales you want to be a lot more tactical and dripping out that information and making them build up those yes sets and saying yes i do want that yes i want that too yes i want that too and at the end You can end your sales conversation with like, well, you know, what do you think we should do here? And they're like, well, I just said yes to the seven things you just said. So I guess we should do it. And this is how you can be a little more tactical and a little more softer and nuanced and wishy-washy in your sales language versus your marketing language to get them to feel like they're selling themselves and giving themselves permission to buy. So when you can use this verbal judo to adapt your language and communication style based on whether somebody is in a marketing state or a sales state, it will incredibly level up your ability to get buy-in and commitment and sell more clients and keep them in your program longer. So give that a try.